Blog Talk Radio.
And you are tuned into America's favorite sports music program, Fanatic Radio, once again coming to you live from the campus of American University on blogtalkradio.com. I'm Michael Gardner. Flow is Friday the 13th. Any crazy, strange superstitions that you have? Uh, none usually, but this uh, drink tastes a little funny. Yeah, I don't think it's bad luck. I think it's more of just Tyler Tomea spiking your beverage. Well, there you go. He's our one and only Tyler Tomea. So hopefully you can call into the show today. So without further ado, let's get started with what we do best here. Talking sports for all you listening on blogtalkradio.com. This is Fanatic Radio, the favorite sports music program. You can like us on Facebook by searching Fanatic Radio. Also, download the podcast on iTunes, archived at your convenience. I'm your host, Michael Gardner. Ben Florence also joined with us as our Fanatic Radio baseball analyst, Connor Trafton. Welcome to the show, gentlemen. Thank you for having me here. How's your week's been? Well, I'll start with you. Any, uh, you know, the NHL playoffs started for you in particular as you're decked out in New Jersey. Yeah. Network here. Yeah, it starts tonight on uh, NHL Network. Uh, we obviously don't get that, so I'll be using some uh, illegal means to watch the game. But, yeah, NHL playoffs have been great thus far. I've been uh, enjoying uh, watching it with uh, Zach Drescher last few nights. He's actually going to join us in the studio. So, so there you go. Show. Very excited for that. And Connor Trafton, first time with uh, anything with radio, I'm guessing. Yeah, it is, definitely. How do you like our studio, our facilities? Uh, nice and cozy, <laughs> I think. Uh, definitely a very intimate environment you got set up here. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've, come from a long, we've come from a long way, it's, that's definitely for sure. But let's begin with what we were talking about before we went on the air was breaking news in the NFL. Flo, take it away. Uh, you mean in the NBA? or uh, NFL, you said something about hard knocks. Oh, yeah. The, uh, apparently, uh, HBO, uh, a few days ago, they said to the uh, Falcons, like, oh, we uh, we want, we offered, they offered the uh, the Falcons um, to be on a hard, uh, hard knocks this year while they're training camp. Uh, they have not confirmed yet about if they are going to do it, so, but HBO has said to them, yeah, we're interested, so if you want to do it, we're in. Not really the flashiest team, I'm guessing, this HBO series. I, I think it could work. I mean, a lot of people are like, oh, they're a pretty vanilla team. Like, look at Matt Ryan. He's kind of a vanilla guy. But Mike Smith is a very colorful guy. He uh, he gets very intense. He's got a – he's kind of like Rex Ryan. He's got, a, you know, he's that wide, colorful language he loves to use. So I think he could be a real hit on the, uh, the uncensored part of uh, Pay Gable. Not really much to say about that, but Connor, you said the Jets aren't chosen again for the second consecutive year because we were talking about that how it'd be instant comedy gold. I mean, yeah, as as a as an audience, I think we were a little bit disappointed that the Jets are not the team this year, especially considering all of the, the turmoil that they went through at the end of last year and the locker basically locker room basically pulling itself apart, and then they go and grab Tim Tebow. That would have been gold if they had been chosen if they had accepted this year. But uh, it's probably pretty wise that they didn't. Um, I'm sure HBO probably called them up as soon as that T- the Tebow deal went in. They're, you know, ring them up and be like, hey, we got an offer for you. But uh, probably pretty smart of them not to. Apparently he's really excited to be a Jet. That's what I've heard. He's excited for everything. Yeah. That is true. Yeah, of course, you are a Denver Broncos fan. True, so true. are you still – the excitement of Peyton Manning still – Yeah, definitely. I mean, you, you get a first battle Hall of Fame quarterback, like – that's a good time. I mean, regardless of the age or the injury history, if he can stay healthy, he's at 80%. He's still better than half the quarterbacks in the league. So, 
Right. Yeah, that's true. Staying with the NFL, though, uh, last week the Nike released the new NFL jerseys. Do you guys get a chance to see pictures of those? Uh yeah yeah I saw some uh some cuz for the most part uh, no changes I was going to say I'm I'm wondering yeah. sitting in that boardroom why the Seattle Seahawks are the only team that raised their hand saying hey I want to change my jersey Well I mean a lot of teams have like traditional looks and they don't change much I mean Nike's done uniforms before back before Reebok came in and they kind of uniformed everybody so that it was under one company like, No pun intended there <laughs> Exactly so like you look at pictures like when the Nike used to do Giants jerseys. I mean, they were the exact same. But I didn't expect wholesale changes. I mean, there were a bunch of leaked fake pictures out on the internet. But it's not surprising that the uh, the Seahawks going with a, a fresh look. Honestly, doesn't the NFL have a policy where you're only allowed to change your uniform every so often? Yeah, like, that, that actually is you true. Get, you have to like wait five years from your last major change. And I'm guessing there are some teams that just weren't allowed to change them when mm. Nike came in. And then, like you said, there's other teams that, like, you know, they don't want to change because they've got, like, a classic look. But I don't know. I think maybe in the next couple of years we might see another big change or two. But I, mean, I don't know which team. I'm, I'm glad, Connor, I'm glad he brought that up because I was actually really upset. Seeing those, like, those prototype pictures and thinking Nike could do so much better, especially, like, in college football this year. Yeah. But apparently their press release said it was more of, like, the new age technology. That's what I've heard. They've got, like, new materials and stuff and stuff that, like, wicks moisture better. Right. Makes the players cooler and stuff. I mean, that's got to be important, too. That is true. Because the one thing I liked is uh, the gloves. How if you put your hands together. Absolutely. Sort of of like in a diamond shape, but now you can sort of see the logo. Yeah. Of course, we're trying trying to do this the best on the radio. (laughs) It's so helpful. We don't have have cameras. (laughs) But, um, yeah, a final NFL topic, which would definitely segue perfectly into Connor's forte of baseball. This whole Bobby Petrino story, I mean, can you believe how much, of course, I feel like we've seen similar stories like this just in this past year alone. The way it's turned out, Connor, are you surprised? I mean, I feel like if if this had happened in a a state, in a community that didn't place so much value on, like, family values and stuff like that, this (laughs) this would have died a little faster. But I I don't know. And maybe that's, maybe I'm overthinking this, but... And honestly, that's, that was more my initial reaction. Now you go back and you see that like he's been texting this uh, this lady compatriot of his like thousands of times a month, and like odd payroll stuff going on in the Arkansas athletic department with because of it. It's it's making more sense now. I mean, initially you can be like, oh, he just had a mistress. Why are you firing your quarterback? But or your uh, coach, my bad. But I mean, now that this stuff's coming out, it makes a little more sense that he gets back. Well, who does this hurt more? Him because he's had such a interesting history of coaching. Left the uh, left Louisville for the Falcons. Got fired from the Falcons, or either no, he left on his own. That's where we were. Left uh, to go to Arkansas. Yeah. So yeah, who does in the this, middle of the season? Who does this, I guess, benefit more that Bobby Petrino is going to get another job, or that Arkansas is just waiting for a coach to come into the hot seat? Well, I think it definitely hurts Arkansas more because if you look at right now, I mean, this is a really. I mean, co- you don't have coaching vacancies at this point, and they expect to fill in with a top coach. I mean, spring football is going on right, right now. Like, these teams are getting ready for the season. So that's why I usually see these coaching changes in, like, December or January when uh still kind of recruiting time before you're, you know, working on the team you have there. So, I mean, I, I hear some names, maybe like Dana Holgerson, West Virginia, some other names. But, I mean, 
I I can't see them. Uh, uh, they have to go with somebody I think on their staff just in the interim, and then hire a big name next year because it's too late in the process to get a big name. Because then a bad coach will screw another program. It'll just look bad all around. Because I mean, he definitely admits being fired. He won't appeal it, so it's only a matter of time of where he'll show up next. So now this definitely segues perfectly to our next topic of who had a more or whose leave of absence is more interesting. Bobby Petrino's with the whole mistress and the text messages, or Ozzie Guillen. Because apparently this past week, uh, major drama around the Miami Marlins manager. Uh, that, uh, that's another situation where if he was still with the White Sox, absolutely, there's no, there's not a big controversy. But he goes into Miami two weeks into the season, not even two weeks into the season, and manages to piss off their entire fan base. Yeah, like you got to. What were they even asking him? Why were they asking him about Castro in the first place? Who, who knows? I mean, like how did that come up in a, a press conference with a baseball manager? And you know, whatever Ozzy Guillen, you know, has his opinions, you know, whatever. But when you they, the Marlins play in Little Havana, it's a very heavily Cuban area. So saying that you love a guy that most of these people, most of the most uh, Cuban Americans, left Cuba to get out, get away from. So uh, it definitely wasn't the best judge, but then again, it is also Ozzy Guillen. But I mean, they, they knew what they were getting into. Like, yeah. Miami had to know that like they're hiring Ozzy Guillen, they get everything that comes with the Guillen package, mm-hmm. like all of the crazy quotes. And I mean, there were people at the beginning of the season who said that Ozzy would be good. All of these quotes, these things would be good for the Marlins because they'd be able to, if they were having like a bad season, he'd be able to attract all of the media attention while the, the team figured it out. But now he's gone way overboard, and now everyone's just all focused on him. It's been a train wreck. Yeah, I think the Petrino is incident. So much happens like with similar situations like that. I mean, either it's a either a sex scandal or like cheating on your family. This though, you can't really have an excuse for why you said it. I know he definitely had his his, his opinion. Translation excuse. Yeah. The, you hear, yeah. Did you hear about that? Yeah. Yeah, where he's, uh, he's he's getting the question in English, and he's translating it to Spanish in his head while responding back out in English, and apparently the words get mixed up, and he spits out, I love Castro. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, jeez. Uh, it's, it's an interesting rationalization, not going to lie. Yeah, you can't really bounce back from that. Well, you said it perfectly of how my, it's Miami. It is literally I, I, miles away from Cuba, and... I don't know, I feel like that's just not a strike one, but I guess because it happened so early in the season, people will now anticipate, oh, this is the Ozzy Guillen show, what's the next drama, dramatic episode's going to come back. But sticking with baseball, Connor, your thoughts on opening day? Uh, so far, the baseball season is gone. Do you feel like this will be a, just a wild of a season as it was last year? I hope so. Like The end of, la- the end of last year was fantastic. If we had have a, a September like that every year, I'm pretty sure baseball fans all over will be happy. But there's, there's going to be a lot of Central. But the rest of them are pretty open. You can see, you can see a lot of teams, especially because the 
Taylor and NLE. All right, and definitely topic. Uh, I'll go. I'll go down the bullet point list and ask you your thoughts on it. First thing, uh, is mentioning the Red Sox. Terry Francona refuses to defend Fenway. That makes it that he's becoming more of a villain, villainous to the team, or is he doing it for the right reasons? Um, I don't know the way Boston. I wouldn't. Pretty toxic environment. <laughs> well, even if you're a manager that wins two World Series, you can't be dying so long. So let me go back. I mean, yeah, because uh, you still have the toxic. Not really certain. So it kind of reminds me of. Uh, So he really kind of stayed away from the organization for a few years. And then he went back, I think, next year. But then once everyone starts to get fervor, kind of die down, kind of then they'll be kind of welcome back. And I, I think we both realize that. Watch Boston go over the last four years. Very friendly. Well, apparently they're generally bad on the by Valentine. Yeah, I mean, it's, what are we, 60 years? Yeah, still early. And they've had some slow starts for some players. Ellsbury's hitting down a little bit. They haven't had a whole lot of power. Like you said, Bowers is still kind of losing his spot. And, of course, their bullpen's been in for the first <laughs> several games this season. But, like, it, it's six games. Once we get, like, a month, two months, and full stuff, and it's great. That's when you start getting some But right now, Wait for them to hit the twins. If they start losing to the twins in Baltimore and stuff, then you can start worrying. All right, as we work our way across the country, we'll stop in Cleveland. Johnny Damon to the Indians. Is there any way that the Pickle Dobbs tribe can be a threat this year? They can, they'll do decently. Gale Central is going to be pretty top heavy this year. So that second place spot is going to be pretty open. Honestly, Cleveland probably has the best chance. Yeah, I agree. They've got, they put a very good performance on last year, and they were able to push their way up. Baldo's coming back. Hopefully his velocity will be a bit and stop beating our favorite players. Um, <laughs> yeah, we actually talked about that, uh, what was it, two weeks ago? Last uh, week on the show? Who? Uh, Baldo. Yeah. But anyway, anyway, but if they can get their hitting going, if they've got Carlos Santana hitting, and he can raise. Absolutely. If they've got him, Asabal Cabrera has another recent year like he did last year. They can easily take second in the AL I don't think they'll overtake the Tigers, and I don't think Johnny Damon will put them there. But they're going to have a solid season. Yeah, and uh, I've always been, you know, I was kind of surprised when nobody wanted to pick up Johnny Damon because he still can play. I mean, he's not what he was a few years ago, but he's still a contributor. He'll give him some outfield depth. He's a great clubhouse guy, and he gives that team that, that is still pretty young and uh, gives them a strong leadership role. Exactly. When you've got a player that old who's not being signed by teams, a lot of times it's like a personality deal. But he's not one of those guys. He seems like a pretty good character, you know. And I don't know how it is. But 
I don't know. I've always liked Atlanta's bullpen. I thought they've had a really, really oh, yeah. good bullpen. Oh, Maddox and especially Rocket. John Smoltz, that was it, man? Oh. This year? No, yeah. I'm saying like, oh, I thought you were talking about the Braves back then. You mean like now? Yeah, yeah. yeah. their bullpen now is great. They've got <laughs> O'Flattery, um, Venters, and Kimbrel locking down innings 7 through 9, especially last year. Last year they had a great bullpen. And whether or not that workload will let them be good this year yeah. will be decided by you know the season. But I think their bullpen is easily better than the Phillies' bullpen. Um, there are other teams. Uh, the Rangers have had a good bullpen. They had probably better last year than this year. Now that Phillies is starting, but yeah, I'm I'm not sure I would call the Phillies bullpen after. Is who they who do they have closing? They've got, got Pavelbon closing. Pavelbon closing. Bastardo. Bastardo set up. Who I like a lot. Uh, I'm the blank. So, I mean, that, those are good pitchers. Yeah, I'm not as high on Pavelbon as some people are. Yeah. Um, Bastardo is a great pitcher, but that's that's two people in the bullpen that are good to good to great. And I think Atlanta's got a much better situation. Um, the Nationals and Soren have a great bullpen. Flipper and Soren. Um, I don't know. Like, the Phillies bullpen's good. I wouldn't call it. All right, so that'll do it for our baseball segment. Uh, we'll take a quick music break, but when we come back, we will talk about the NBA and NHL playoff time. Flo's favorite. Maybe we even touch on the Masters, because Flo, I know you really want to talk about Bubba Watson. Jackets. Stay with us. You are listening to Fanatic Radio on blogtalkradio.com.
live on WZU from here. No, we're on a new site now. Plus, plus talk radio. Stop doing this. It's like, it's like downloaded audio. No, it's computer. Oh, I know, but not, we're trying to find a way to sync it so I can play it. One more song. The <laughs> sea flow. Wait, can, we, can that mic pick up our voices? Uh, I doubt it because it's so loud. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Trying to buy one that, well, unless we get, unless we get, yeah. The guy said, the guy said I have to do like a test, like get certified this because I haven't taken DJ one.
It's our listeners. Well, yeah. And welcome back to BlogTalkRadio.com. Tune in to Fanatic Radio, America's favorite sports and music program. Ten minutes left. We head to our, not really two-minute warning, but we are now joined in the studio with our, our NHL <laughs> analyst, Zach Jesser, the producer of ATV's acclaimed show, Sports Zone. Once again, thank you for joining us on and, the program. And, and I actually have a real job that actually has something to do with sports. Well, what is it? I'm a, I'm a Washington Capitals correspondent for WTOP. Yes. That's Ooh, why. That's maybe. why you are here. Playoff time is like among being us. White House correspondent. Basically, correspondent. Yeah. Basically, the same thing. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Radio. It's a real job. <laughs> so okay, once again, go to facebook.com/fanatic/radio to like the page to get any exclusive content that Flo and I put up. Check out Flo's blog, by the way, bflo360.com. Because he is blowing up the blog site. Any any special posts this week? Um. I put up a new mock draft. That's that's always good stuff. That's in a uh, week, isn't it? Uh, it's no, in, uh, two more. weeks from yesterday. So in two weeks, our NFL draft episode. I'll try to find someone with DNA after that. Anything else? Uh, got the media stuff. My NHL predictions, which uh, Zach dissected. They're, they're terrible. They're pretty terrible. <laughs> I think I think they're pretty good, except for one. He kind of he kind of just copied and pasted them from the NHL. That's not true website. though. I don't even read NHL.com, which probably is the reason why my predictions are awful. Pretty much. I, I think they're all good except for except for one series. For some reason, I had Rangers Sens going six. Right. And after watch or at least seeing clips last night, that, that, that's it's going five tops. I, I know nothing about hockey, and I saw that game like four hours. Yeah. It's a bad matchup. The Suns got, got two goals in garbage time. They don't count. Uh, it was, by all intents and purposes, a 4 nothing game. Exactly. That is probably how the series is. Yeah. Just how it works. Yeah. So what series are you most looking forward to now, even with a, I mean, just by a few games in? Yep. Uh, series every forward? series has played one game except for the Panthers and the Devils. And I'm not looking forward to that series a whole lot. Mostly because it's not going to be on television. Uh, well, like well uh, game two is on television. No, really? not game two, uh, one of the game, yeah, game two is going to be on. Uh, it's like a because it's going to be on. It's going to be on NBC Sports. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, all right. So I might watch that game. Probably not. Um, yeah. The series that is that I'm most looking forward to see how it further develops is is the series that everyone's talking about, which is 
the, the Penguins and the Flyers, um, two teams that have a history of not liking each other. Uh, you saw on Thursday the Flyers came, or no, I'm sorry, on Wednesday, uh, the Flyers came back from a 3 nothing deficit to beat the Penguins in overtime in Pittsburgh. Paulo Priado, very happy. Paulo Priado, a happy man. Very happy. Um, <laughs> the the thing about this series is it has the potential to be really great. I mean, you got teams that hate each other. you got teams with a lot of talent. Uh, I would say if I were to pick two teams from the East that I would really actually count as Stanley Cup contenders, these teams would be numbers one and two. I have them being better than both Rangers and Boston, um, and obviously. Um, and also, you know, the, the Penguins could be – a great team. Like they, they have enough talent to be one of the greatest teams of all time. I mean, you've got uh, elite forward talent. Marc Andre Fleury is a very good goaltender. Uh, defense is solid. But the problem is the Flyers just know how to get under the Penguins. You saw it on Wednesday. I mean, they're doing little extra stuff after the whistles, hacking and slashing uh, behind uh, the referee's back. They, you know, they chirp the Penguins. They know how to get into the Penguins' head. And when, when the Penguins let that happen, they allow for the Flyers to come back. This is now the second time in, I think, three weeks that these two teams have played. And Philly has come back from a 3 nothing deficit um, and really dominated the Penguins down the stretch. So I think if the Penguins can, you know, I don't want to say man up, but, you know, it's kind of the same kind of thing. You don't let this team intimidate you. They're the better team. It's just that Philly is just so good at playing the Penguins and getting the Penguins off their game. I read a stat the other day appealing that the Flyers they like own the Penguins in their in their new home stadium. Uh, yeah, in the, the Console Energy Center. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> not the igloo anymore. Not the igloo no more. <laughs> uh, the the Penguins whiteout thing that they do for the playoffs way less intimidating than the stadium for whatever reason because the seats are all black and blue. And so the igloo it was all white and, and like the roof white. Too. Yeah, the roof white. Looks yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a new thing. They're, they're going to have to come up with a new thing. Um, black. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I definitely want to talk about uh, the series that yeah, I'm sure you're following very closely. The Capitals, for the past few years, have been the top seed and been eliminated relatively early. Right. This time they are now the seventh seed. Yeah. Can they dethrone the second chance? Um, my inside sources told me that the locker room was very upbeat after last night's 1-0 loss. Uh, if you hold a team like Boston scoreless through 60, you got a shot. Um, this is Dale Hunter's first uh, foray into the Stanley Cup playoffs as a coach. Uh, he's struggled, I would say, to really get a hold of this team. They were really, you know, they were really sputtering along. I think from you know December through March, and then they, you know, they got it together in the last week, months of the series. Uh, another example of a, a team with a lot of talent, a lot of potential, that just hasn't lived up. They haven't. They, I, I, I thought they they struggled to find an identity under their new coach. I would still make that argument. I don't think they're particularly. They 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 really haven't found what their strength is. But at the same time, you've got a young goaltender, Braden Holtby, who is a lot better than most people. Uh, I think you know he's. He's not even a rookie. He hasn't played enough games to be a rookie, but his win percentage, I think he's like 10, 4, and 3 or something like that, 11, 4, and 3 um, in the NHL. Uh, and he, the Capitals were badly outshot. So yeah, he still kept him in the game. And there weren't a whole – I didn't think there were a whole lot of quality scoring chances 
there were only one or two times where the defense was really standing out. And that's the key for the Capitals in this series. If their defense can stay focused and stay in position and not allow the Bruins to really hem them in, they're going to be fine. Now that game is on Saturday. On well, the, I guess the only game on NBC. Yeah, yeah. On the only games on NBC regular channel are uh, Saturday, Sunday afternoon. All right, moving on to the West. The number one Vancouver Canucks back on their heels, losing to the Los Angeles Kings. Can the eight seed pull off an upset? Absolutely. I think the Kings played the Canucks in the first round last year. Mm, uh, or the year before. Last year was Chicago. Chicago right. took right, right, right. Vancouver to seven. Yeah. Um, but two years ago, uh, Los Angeles took the Canucks to six. And that was without Mike Richards and Jeff Carter, two fantastic offensive players when they want to be. Of course, the jury is still out on whether or not they can be fantastic offensive players in the playoffs. Uh, but besides that, and they are also you've also got Jonathan Quick, who has two more years of NHL experience than he did the last time. And this is really what's, what it's going to come down to is the defense of the Kings and Jonathan Quick. We all know how dynamic the Canucks scoring attack is, but the, the Kings defense uh, is one of the best in the league, and Jonathan Quick is one of the bright young stars of our game today. Um, I had I have him being the starting goaltender for the U.S. Olympic team in Russia. Should the NHLers be allowed to play? He is that good. Um, he's going to be where Ryan Miller Favorite for the Vezina this year's best goaltender. Uh, and for the Canucks, I mean, they spent their offseason uh, trying to become tougher, trying to get more, you know, with those rural third liner grinder players because they were simply out hit and unmatched physically against the Bruins. This is a good test because LA plays high four checking, trap in the neutral zone trap, uh, and they have a big guy back in. Um, so we'll see how the Canucks are able to deal, uh, especially without Daniel Sedin, one of their top scorers, one of their, their twin magic. Right. Uh, brother Henrik is in the lineup. But you saw he was a no-show in game one without his brother. So we'll see how that shakes out. I don't know. If they're, I assume they're going to rush Daniel back, but I don't know how far along. All right. And so uh, a few, few seconds left on the our regular slot. Uh, FNAF creator here with NHL analyst, actress, MLB analyst, Connor Trafton and Florence Milo Gardner. You can listen to the rest of this episode on the podcast on iTunes. Search for Fanatic Radio. Look for the colorful letters in the radio tower in the iTunes store. But uh, to continue with the rest of the NHL playoffs, any dark horse team that you have that's not an 18, I guess not the Capitals. Wait, you want a dark horse team that isn't an 18? Or, I mean, because you said... You mean, you mean not like a, like a top seed dark horse? Right. That's what a dark horse means. Oh. Dark horse is the lower I'm learning things. I learned apparently that the, uh, the Braves have a very good bullpen that doesn't consist of John Smoltz and Greg Maddox. Oh, really? I didn't know that either. It's <laughs> good to know. All right. When did you think Greg Maddox pitched? <laughs> I thought you guys Greg Maddox is for sure a starter. I yeah, thought you guys were talking about that. Yeah, they haven't started for a few years. Yeah. Another one of those. John Smoltz has been doing TV. Actually. Right. So he's not very good at it, I might add. I but, think he's pretty wow. good. Yeah, that's just me. Right. That's just I think that's right. a hockey talk. Well, whatever. I like broadcasting. You do, you do like broadcasting. Yeah, Reggie Miller is going to the National Hall of Fame. A little side note. Uh, he, he deserves it. I think he was a little overrated as a player. He's a terrible analyst. So. 
Okay. Back to hockey we go. Back to hockey we go. Who's the dark horse you have? Okay, dark horse. Um, well, if you can consider the New Jersey Devils a dark horse. Flow's team. Flow's team. I, I'm really big on Flow's team, actually. Uh, I like Paul. He's a six seed. They're a six seed in the East. They're favored to beat Florida, which I think they will, because Florida kind of stinks. Um, they're one of the worst division champions in recent memory. Um, and uh, even I was surprised. I was like, Florida Panthers. Yeah, their first playoff berth in franchise history. First time. In, no. no, wait, no. First, first time, time Alburi. I said 96 yeah, right. they made the Stanley like Cup. Yeah, yeah, it's a, like a 12-year drought. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. they come in first division title in franchise history. Mm. Uh, but uh, New Jersey, I like their defense. Uh, I like their offense. I like their top line with Rizzi and Kovalchuk. Um and I think, and you know, look at, you know, looking at the way this thing is going to shake down, I mean, you got probably, it looks like they're going to get either Boston or, uh, wait, hold on. No, not Boston. No, yes, Boston. They'll probably get Boston or the winner of the Flyers-Penguin uh, series. I don't think Boston's that great. Uh, I think Boston can be beat, uh, especially by a team that has as much does. And I think if they get the win of the Penns Range or the Penns Flyers series, whichever team loses or wins that is going to be badly beat up um, because that series is probably going to go seven with a lot of overtime games. And so I think there's a potential there for an upset. I think the Devils could make a little run here. And then if you want to talk about dark horse teams in the West, I mean I don't know if you can call San Jose a dark horse team because they're also they're a seven seed, but they're yeah. loaded. I was gonna say they're a team that could easily make. Oh, I can, as a Sharks fan, I'm not afraid of anybody in the West. I don't think St. Louis is that good. Phoenix, no. Nashville, meh. I mean, Na- Nashville, Detroit, Chicago, I mean, they're pretty even. Yeah. But none of them really stand. N- nobody really stands out to me in the West uh, as a great team besides the Canucks. And we saw what the Kings did uh, pretty effectively shutting them down on Wednesday. So I think the Sharks are definitely able to make a run. They've got Marty Havlet back in the lineup. Uh, yeah, he, they got him back a couple weeks ago. He was great last night. He was great last night. I think they've lost. Uh, they're they're like uh, in in the in the. I think he's played like 30 games this season. Plus last night, they're 14 games above high in the lineup. He wasn't putting up numbers uh, really until just a few weeks ago. But he's such a dynamic playmaker. He gives them a real scoring depth. Their second line is now able to serve the first line duties. Uh, and they're they're all big guys. They're all guys that can skate, and they're you know they they have the defensive fortitude to survive in the playoffs. Which is kind of knock them down. You heard it here first on Fanatic Radio. Dark Horse NHL Stanley Cup predictions by our very own Zach Jesher. Connor Trafton, who do you have winning the Stanley Cup? Let's see. Um, all of the things I know about hockey. Actually, you're in the same know. boat as me. I'm. I don't know. Like, I thought Martin Brodeur, did you still play at the Devils? Yeah, he does. Absolutely. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got I've, that I've right. heard good things. And he's, about... he's actually their weak spot. Yeah, yeah really. surprising. But, like, Martin Brodeur is probably... Like, is he, 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 yeah. can, he can tank and yeah, be they, out. The thing, I remember talking to my dad, I think we've talked about this. Like, the thing with the Devils has always been their offense. Because you always yeah. do... Brodeur's going to be... You always do the defense. Now right. it's the opposite, because yeah, their right. offense has been really good this year. Yep. But Mar- Marty Brodeur hasn't been so great. I mean, 
Fortunately, well, Hedler, he's 43. I mean, exactly. Johan has a solid goalie, but he, he he's a solid backup goalie. He's not how you want to start. For, you know, Marty's the real key to the series. Uh, who do you have? Uh, I've heard good things about the Canucks. I've heard good things about the Stars. I, I don't know. Like, I guess the Penguins are supposed to be good in the East, but – with all of the is, is Sidney Crosby still like seriously like is he still nope. if he, like, he, one he's, he's back. I know I like I understand he's back, but is he like, like one tap in the head from going out? Uh it's possible. Okay, but I guess with concussions think, you don't really know. Yeah, with concussions you never know. Um he's playing like the real Sidney Crosby though. He's been the that's real good. deal. And I mean like the last couple weeks. I feel like if they were playing anyone but the Flyers, they would they, play see that's the thing. Yeah. yeah. But, but the Penguins got absolutely the Penguins kinda got hosed here. Uh you know, when Sidney Crosby came back there's a thought of, well, now the Penguins are just going to troll everybody. They're going to take the first seed in the East, and they're not going to lose a game. <laughs> they, have the first, they have the second? They have the fourth seed, <laughs> but they have the second best record in the East, I think. Uh, uh, it's yeah. kind of the way it the kind of oh, way They, they have, like, the, if you don't win your division. Yeah, okay. right. So they're the four seed. Yeah. Um, probably should be the two seed, you know, if I were to, if I were to rank them. Yeah, um, I agree. They came up just short of catching the Rangers for that first spot. If are the, the Rangers, Rangers are that good? Like, the ring, yeah, see, the Rangers, because they've got the best record, and I, I remember being surprised by that, because, like, I don't, know, I don't know a lot about hockey, but I know the Rangers I mean, right. As a Devils fan, I'm, well, I'm never really afraid of the Rangers. I'm not really, I mean, definitely they've been a great season team, but I'm not that too worried in the in postseason, but then again, I, I'm I mean, Lundqvist hasn't proven himself in the playoffs. None of these guys have really been to the playoffs as a unit, especially, and even individually. Yeah. They're a young team, and it's a lot of their first time feeling this water. I mean, it's just that Nottawa's not that good. And so yeah. I think I think they're going to kind of real problems in the second round. But if the Penguins had gotten that first seed, they would have brushed off Ottawa. And then, and then probably got uh, maybe the Flyers in the second round or, you know, if there was an upset, either New Jersey or Washington. Yeah. Crush, they can crush New Jersey. Absolutely. I feel like the Penguins can beat anybody in the East except for the Flyers. And they really got hosed. I agree. It, it, Flyers are the five seed then? Flyers are the five seed, yeah. Okay. I mean, if they can beat the Flyers, I could see them in the Stanley Cup. Absolutely. Like, and, and, and I can be, I can see them beating the Flyers. And like I said, I'll take Help me hopefully, yeah. Opening up and not letting the Flyers get under their skin. I see you have the Penguins. If I pick Penn Sharks, will you guys let me back on the show? That's, that's, wow. that's what I was going to say. Yeah, Penn Sharks. This is a flashback, ladies and gentlemen. Penn Sharks. This is a flashback to Ben Florence's preseason prediction. Yes. At the beginning of the year, he wow. picked Penn Sharks. Oh, oh, and I was astounding. Hold on, I'm with Ben Florence. You are agreeing with Ben Florence here. That doesn't happen too often. You heard it first on FNAC wow, Radio. I, I remember cool. I had the Sharks in the, the Yeah, playoffs, and I like that. That was a gutsy pick out of you I right thought, because I thought that this could be the year that they could get uh, everything uh, together. Honestly, they could break out. The Coke label? Yeah, that's the thing. Okay, when you go to the East, the Western Conference Finals two years in a row, yeah, you really can't call them jokers as, anymore. As heavy favorites, though, and then not make it. To the they were heavy. Well, they weren't heavy favorites the last few years. Like uh, they got beat. Like, the I actually completely forgot. I'm glad. I'm glad people actually not only read my blog but retain things that I say, so that when <laughs> I forget them, makes me look smart. <laughs> That's why you're on the show, Flo. That's right, Flo. Ah, thank you. We're all, we're all, we're all here to build you up. Right. Uh, unlike my home life, but that. That's a story wow. for Dr. That's a story for Dr. Okay. Yeah, because after listening to Zach's an, uh, intensive analysis, I mean, yeah. you sold me on the Sharks. <laughs> mm-hmm. And especially reading um, 
I think it was on the Bleacher Report. They're saying like one of the lower oh. seeds could possibly make the Stanley Cup. Oh, is that what they, that's the investigative journalism they're doing down with the Bleacher Report? Breaking <laughs> news. I feel like I can easily playoffs, do that. Totally unpredictable. We could have a seven seed in the finals. <laughs> Headlines like we did when the Flyers Look through our 32-page gallery, giving us a lot of page views. Hey, I, I used to write the Bleacher Report, and then did I stopped. You? I, I, I stopped. Get out of the because room. Because, A, yeah. I realized that the reputation is awful. Yeah. And, B, I stopped with the uh, when they wrote that article about uh, after the uh, the – Japanese earthquake, like, oh, let's talk about other natural disasters that affected sports. They they lost a lot. I mean, that's just a garbage side. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. But they, what are you gonna do? Yeah, Yeah. sharks, penguins. You heard it here first, Fanatic Radio. Who do you have going to the Stanley Cup? Uh, I have, I believe, I think I have, I have Sharks, Flyers. Okay, which would be interesting because so you don't have the Rangers either. Oh, no. Not sold in the one I think the Rangers are going down second round. So you think very overrated? I think the Capitals can beat the Rangers. I think the Devils can beat the Rangers. I'd like to see the Caps go far. They owe it to this city to do well. It's not. Yeah. But it's not this team. It's not this team. And for whatever reason, they just haven't been good this year. And maybe, you know, the thing is they have the potential to really surprise us all. Because they've had the potential to be, like, a great team for... Well, right, because, like, the last few years, they've been awesome during the regular season. Yeah. And I was like, this team is awesome. It's the same guys. So they could still be awesome. Exactly. But... Or they could just do the complete opposite. Right. They they could, <laughs> you know, they could easily maintain the regular season status, which is, you know, lights on, lights off, lights on, lights off. Who knows what you're going to get on any given night. At least they're on NBC. Because right. I saw it somewhere on, on CNBC and NBC yeah, Sports yeah, yeah, Network. Yeah. Right, but the Capitals, you want them top billing for whatever reason. Yeah, because you got Ovechkin. Yeah. And they're playing Boston, which is another relatively big mm-hmm. draw. So. Yeah. Especially if they're returning chance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so sticking with NBC, we're going to try to segue from hockey to basketball like this. Well, on Sports on the other day, Eric Wilkins was saying, are you saying that Ryan Seacrest is joining NBC's Olympic coverage? Well, what? What it what it really is is that I talked with Eric about this. Uh, there there was whole big rumors when uh, with because Matt Lauer's contract is like expiring. So they right? renewed it, didn't they? Yeah, yeah they, they just did, renewed they it for uh, supposedly like twenty five million, which is just ridiculous. Ooh, but he's a key part of that show. But anyway, so there was some speculation, and every, yeah. everybody knew it would be nonsense because you need a journalist in that role. And Ryan Seacrest. Oh, well, wait, for yeah. the Today Show thing? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So, exactly. So, uh, he, the, he was in contract negotiations to expand his role because he does some stuff with E! News, which is owned by, by NBC, isn't owned it? by the Universal. Ah. So, what the Seacrest will be doing is that he's not replacing Bob Costas. Bob Costas will still be there. Thank God. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Because Bob Costas is great. But he's going to do a lot of features, interviews, stuff. And sort of like a kind of fluff stuff, kind of similar to what probably uh, Meredith Vieira will be doing. Kind of like the the fun parts that Mary Carrillo does. The parts that you your TV for you. Yeah, TV. exactly. Wait, so they overload it with ice skating. Oh, not winter. They overload it with um, figure skating. No, no we're not, not swimming would be the prime time of it. Swimming. Yeah. Uh, track. But I'm yeah, so he's that, not replacing Bob Costas, yeah. but he's going to have Gymnast. a fair amount of uh, on-air coverage as part of a. Uh, uh, on main NBC's coverage of the uh, Summer Olympic Games. 
sort of like sort of like this show, how you do the whole you do the blog and you are the meat of the show. Yeah. Michael's just here for fluff. I am the fluff that brings yeah. the wonderful words to the airway. So I like that I I guess I'm the Bob Gossip and you're oh. the right secret. So. That's hilarious. <laughs> which a, little, is, a little part of me should die. Exactly. <laughs> which is ironic. Wait, which part? Show. What? <laughs> <laughs> So sticking to the Olympics. I am short, so there you go. Sticking to the Olympics, you guys showed uh, Dwayne Wade how he first wanted to get paid for playing with the Olympic team and now he, he takes yeah. it back. He wants money to play Yeah, well, the thing is, they get uh, oh, like they, did that. Oh, no, they, they the put some money today. if they get it when they get like a medal. Because right. because here's the thing, USA basketball, it's not like they just put on you know the one team in the Olympics. Like USA basketball, you know, the 16, 17, 18 year old teams, they in uh, there was an interview on a Tom was Derek Colangelo. Derek Colangelo. It, but we basically have no money. Yeah. So, I mean, look, you really should do it for national pride. I mean, I, I can kind of see, you know, you're going overseas, you know, you kind of have I think it was, it's funny because Ray Allen, you know, you know, you're going to Well, Dwayne Wade, yeah, Dwayne Wade was saying he wanted money, but then he took it back. Rightfully yeah. so, because he's one of the key players on that team. Yeah, but then Ray Allen said something about how they should sell their jersey right. It's funny because Ray Allen is not on the 2012 Olympic roster. Yeah. But, <laughs> well, they have, well, and he's just the bench on the Celtics. Great Ray Allen. Yeah, well, he's a lot of, you know, voice his opinion. Yeah. You know. Who asked him about it? You know, no idea. Probably, probably must have. He's known as being like a I'm looking forward to it, though, because I feel he's like. He's not on the basketball team. <laughs> he's getting paid no well, matter what. I'm looking forward to it, though, because the USA has, so far, a pretty sure. easy road. Now that Ricky Rubio is, I think he's out for the Olympics. Kyle Gasol is getting shame. old, so and Rudy Fernandez, is he still hurt? Uh I mean if he is Right. That's an August. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the US team has no business not winning. Exactly. Because looking at the roster, I think I think the only questionable guys on the team I saw Eric Gordon's name on it. But yeah. I know we have he's not getting it. the yeah, guys you, yeah. you know who it's gonna be. The guys from the Redeem team yeah, Kobe Bryant, LeBron, guys, Dwight Howard. Play, like, yeah, they're all like ridiculous. First of all, no. I saw that Blake Griffin is on the roster. That's exciting. That is rating that is central. Oh yeah. It's still have Craig Sager sideline reporter. You got all these. You got all these. You got all the the, the foreign guys. Yeah. Nobody's gonna even need like, jump over them. Jump over guys. It's like playing against us. Exactly. It's like it's like you. <laughs> it's like Ralph playing against us. The only way us. you counter Blake Griffin is with size. Legendary Ralph. And USA is the only. USA's the only and plus, yeah. they have great coaching. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure Coach K has done a nice job Absolutely. of keeping egos intact. Right, right. Yeah, that was key. Watching Larry Brown was a Of course, he did have Allen Iverson. That's true. Company. So, now we segue from that to the NBA. Our NBA playoff preview will be next week. So, make sure to tune in to blogtalkradio.com, 4 to 5 Eastern, to listen to extensive coverage. Hey! They are currently, yeah, Nuggets are currently in eighth. Connor, do you think? They will survive and be that final seed in the West. I think they'll make the playoffs and they'll get the playoffs. Like, it's not going to be close. I think they can give Oklahoma City a shot. Uh, 
Uh, I think Oklahoma City is, I think they're a great team, but I think they could definitely. The Nuggets have no one who can guard Kyrie Westbrook. And that's, if if you're going to be Oklahoma City, you have to be someone like that. And we can match them in an up and down, drop 149 game. That's what I'm thinking. It'll be a great series to watch. The Nuggets aren't going to win. If Memphis somehow played Oklahoma City, that would be All right, so two big topics, I guess because I don't want to spoil it mostly for next week, but two big topics is, are the Spurs really, Flo, for you, are the Spurs really one of the best teams in the West that could really make a run to the playoffs? Absolutely. You know, Greg Popovich is just... Even with their age. Absolutely, why not? Hold hold on. Like, that's the one thing everyone always says, oh, San Antonio is just this. It's something something that's longer than anybody. Clint Carter's 29. Yeah, not that old. I agree. But they could definitely, you know, yes, they, they caught a tough uh, matchup in Memphis last night. That Memphis team was very good. So I really think that they can absolutely uh, make a run in the playoffs because they've done it before. They've got the experience. They know how to get it done. I hope they do because I want to see them do well. And, they have, and currently the playoffs are to start now they play Houston. Yeah, I mean, we still have championship hangover. Even from – Going on to almost a year right now. Hits. And the final thing is in the East. You have the Heat collapsing probably at the worst possible time of the year. And on the flip side, you have the Boston Celtics, who have surprisingly made a pretty substantial run. What, what do you, would you see first? The Celtics going further than the Heat or the Heat sort of being subpar? Because last night's loss to the Bulls really showed that they're not – Good and I, I'm not worried about the Heat. I think they'll just be like last year. I think they're gonna. I think they're still the best team in the But I'm not worried about the Heat. They're still on the wing. I'm not worried. I think the thing with Boston is that it's kind of similar with San Antonio, except they are very old. That is a very old. They definitely have the veteran skill, but they could definitely get a tough match. Because they're, I mean, they play awesome defense. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'd say Rajon Rondo, he's, I think he's currently on pace to set a record for the most double digits of this. Consecutively. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he would be on as is, still, like, Absolutely. Three, I'd take him. Hey, Zach Dresser, are you following any NBA? I know Rajon Rondo's on my fantasy team. Hey! Uh, I haven't checked my fantasy team. So, I might, someone asked me the other day. Yeah, he could be gone. <laughs> he just disappeared. I think it's amazing how they wanted to trade him. And on the flip side, <laughs> the Orlando Magic went from, I think it was second best in the East. Now they're currently sixth. They called me facing the... Even with the whole Stan Van, Dwight Howard. I think that's definitely a big key. But, you know, like I said before, Dwight Howard, when he plays him, I mean, there's not that like legitimate big men centers like him to have a size and athleticism. So when he when he wants to play, when he uh, when it, uh, gets his act together. I mean, that's, that's the thing. If Dwight Howard quits for two years, exactly. and if it's suddenly that's a 
But he's all, but he is a guy that when he, he could carry a team, because he could he could have like a thirty and twenty ridiculous. But he can do it. So. so we go from the best and the brightest of the NBA to the lowest of the lows. As on Monday, the Charlotte Bobcats visited the Washington Wizards. I would call it NBA Armageddon. On how there was an article in the Washington Post saying how Michael Jordan has not really been relevant with the success of being NBA champion to owning a team. As I think they're still one win away tying the worst record. Nine wins. They're seven and fifty now. Do they go? Oh do they become the worst team in the NBA? What about because you're still winning? Well, no. Yeah, I, because it is a short season. Yeah, short season. season. Small oh, guy. Yes. Even still, they would be pretty bad. Yeah. No. No. They, they, don't they, worry. I think they've clinched a spot in pretty bad category. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. They said the Wizards even better than that. They actually won that game too. The Trailblazers. They lost They were disappointing because I had high hopes for them. Being Jamal Crawford. But so then we'll end the show on this. And you think for the first time ever, Fnatic Radio has full circle. We started with the NFL. And now the New Orleans Saints owner buys the Hornets. So we did it. And Connor, what was your proposal that you? Okay, so the New Orleans Hornets, I mean, they had, why are they named the Hornets? It's a bad name for And there's talk that the new owner is going to want to keep it. And they can't keep it bad because they have money. But the Arena Football League had the, had the Louisiana Brand. Yeah. And if the owner pays for the rights to that name, he can pick and choose the basketball team in New Orleans. Well, why can't he just do it anyway? We've seen teams that, you know, have the same name. I think there's some, there's got to be some legal surrounding, like, marketing. Like there always is. In the world. But if that team gets in the New Orleans team, that'd be a sweet And they'd have probably awesome uniforms. So oh, the yeah. Hornets do now, the NOLA, yeah, yeah. Mardi Gras uniforms. I do like the NOLA. I still think uh, Palm would be good. That'd be cool. <laughs> so we did it. We managed to pull through the NFL. So and that was good for the uh, episode of Fanatic Radio.
next time. Yeah, I, 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 it was actually really funny. I was video chatting.